Welcome to the podcast of Evolution of Your True Self, where you are metamorphosizing into the true you. I'm your host, Aisha Robinson. Well, then, welcome to episode three. I know it's been quite some time, however, when I tell you when Lord was working on me with this, this is, for me, it's a heavy topic. I don't know about you guys, but love is heavy like that's that love is a very heavy topic and the Lord was teaching me to return to my first love so learn to love your first love is episode three now when I think about love love is something that we all desire from either a relationship whether it's you know, platonic majority of the time when you think of love in the aspect of a relationship man between a man and a woman um, is what we desire um, a love between a mother and daughter father and daughter is definitely different but it's desired because if we don't get that our other relationships are affected um, when I when I think about love sometimes love is blind love will have you doing crazy things sometimes love will have you doing things that you normally won't do Love will make you go above and beyond to show the person you care about them. Whether it's mother, father, sister, brother, significant other. Love will have you looking like a fool sometimes, even when it's not supposed to. Um, But you don't care because you love that person. However, when I did my... I have an app, the Hebrew app, where it uh, translates words into Hebrew and gives definitions. I'm big on definitions. When I looked at the word love in there, it said love is a feeling. Well, one of the definitions, it has numerous, but the second definition I saw kind of grabbed my attention. It said love is a feeling of warm personal attachment or deep affection. When I think of attachment, it's a deep dedication, a bind to something. Now, that's the deep, having a bind to something. To have a strong dedication or attachment to something. That's huge. Because you're one with this person now. Now, when you take that definition, think about it. But people get what love truly is confused with feelings. Because love is not a feeling. Love is an action. The reason why I say love is an action because how do you show someone you love them? Or how can you tell someone you love them by showing them? When you love someone, you put your best effort forward to make it know how much you care. Um, whether it's sending them a small love note in lunch boxes or just random text messages throughout the day, random gifts planning dates, taking them out, being a listening ear, giving them a massage, cooking for them, allowing them to pour into uh, pour into you, and you pour into them mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. But most importantly, love is a sacrifice and a choice. Putting their person needs above your own. Now, I'm not saying neglecting yourself. However, you make sure your loved one needs are covered mentally, emotionally, physically. You're choosing to love that person when you don't feel like being bothered. 
Love is looking beyond someone's flaws and accepting them for who they are. Now, these flaws are not harmful or detrimental or life-threatening to you. Flaws are imperfections that make us human, such as the person leaving the cab off the toothpaste after brushing their teeth or leaving the cabinet open when when they walk out the kitchen or the random love touch, random touches or hits they give you on the butt or something. Hair looking crazy when you first wake up in the morning. You know, little quirky stuff. <laughs> However, these flaws are things that make this special person to you. When it comes to feelings, however, the reason why love is not a feeling, feelings are change instantly. One minute you like seafood, or you may want seafood. The next minute you want soul food. One minute you want to plan a trip to Jamaica, but the next minute, oh, let me try to go to Bahamas. Feelings are ever changing if someone says they go by how they feel they are an indecisive person and you need to set the tone of how you deal with them or he and she um, will one minute want to be with you or be around you and the next minute they don't this is unhealthy for you so you need to let know set the tone and stay far away so many times people may mistake love as a feeling because feelings are the effects of how you feel when you are in love with someone or when you love someone, such as love making you happy, love sometimes make you feel angry, and love make you content but never complete. You are complete and whole before you get into a relationship with a person. So you have two holes to come together. However, it is sad to know that people give up on love due to how they feel, especially when it comes to an intimate relationship with someone. But I digress because this episode is not about that. This episode is learning to love your first love in order to learn your second. Now, you're probably like, who is the first love? It must be me. And you know I'm, mm-mm, I ain't talking about that. The first love is the Lord. The second love is you. Now, if you're married, that, that arrangement is different. However, it's still the Lord is first in your life. Um, If you have not yet made him first. God has a righteous jealous, and he ought to, because of what he did thousands of years ago. However, defining the Lord love is very easy and comforting to know, which I was dealing with with this, which made me have to, you know, prolong the episode. His love is unconditional. Now, unconditional means not limited by conditions. Now, if you don't know what conditions means, a particular, specific points, details, or circumstances, a way of being, basically your flaws, what you think are, what you think are your flaws, because God don't see flaws with what he made. The Lord loves you where you are, meaning if you have anger issues, the Lord loves you, angry and all, or maybe you're a cheater, the love loves you and all. Maybe you're a thief. The Lord loves you and all. The Lord does not want you. What 
Mm, excuse me, I'm sorry. The Lord does not love what you do, but he loves you for you. It's like a mother and child relationship or a father and child relationship. It does not change um, based off of what the child did for the mom or didn't do for the parent. Um, however, just 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 for an example, maybe the child, the mother or father told the child to do something and they didn't do it. It made them upset, but the love never changed for them. They still love them unconditionally. And the child loves them back because it's just a funny thing. You can hit a child, beat a child. The child be forget about exactly what you did but still love you in the, after that moment. However, maybe you grew up like I grew up. Everything I tried to do, it had to be, I had to prove my love to someone. You tried to do everything right in the eyes of your parents. For me, my parents were tough. However, that's how they grew up, and I can't really um, blame them for it. Their trauma has caused them to do this. But in that moment, I did not understand it. As I grew up and got older, it did not, still did not understand it. It caused me to, like, really look at my parents differently. So, for an example, I used to bring home B, maybe a B, or even a C. My parents would be like, oh, you could have got a B, or you could have got an A. Um, and that made me feel like I had to continue to prove, like, okay, I got to do better. I got to do it. I got to do it because I want them to love me based off my performance. Or maybe you fell in love with somebody and you cooked, clean, washed clothes, folded them up, made sure your dinner was ready on the table. Um, even though you're not supposed to do this, maybe you was having sex with them. Um, and you thought it was bomb sex, which sex doesn't keep a man or a woman. Absolutely, that's not loyal to you. Anyway, that was my, that definitely wasn't my point. You encourage them, um, you put up with a lot of bull crap, disrespect, I mean, comparing you to other people, but yet they took everything you did and still went to someone else or even just keep making you feel like you're not enough and they want you to do more. That is not with the Lord. You do not have to prove your love to the Lord. The Lord just wants your heart. And he will mend and heal everything else that's broken in your life. Knowing that Jesus and what Jesus had to go through. Just so you and I can be reconciled to the Father. Jesus suffered, molested, and died for our liberation in him. I mean, the beating wasn't just like any beating you get from your parents. No, absolutely not. Jesus was beaten beyond recognition. His backbone flesh was out. They put thorns on his head. They threw, they drew nails in his hands and feet and hung him on the cross. They mocked him, spit on him, humiliated him. Hanging, he hung there in that pain, in that moment, in that agony for us while we were yet sinners. Wasn't even thinking about God. He did a thousand years ago when he knew. He already knew what we were going to do before we did it. But yet he still did it. The pain that you said to endure for a person like me, the inconsistent prayer, the wavering and doubting Thomas, 
the insecure and love addict, the sex and drug addict, the depressant suicidal, the broken and the heartbreaker, the fornicator and the homosexual. No matter what you have done, it's not too much or too hard for God to forgive and mend uh, once you truly repent. Now, people think repentance is so, oh, Lord, forgive me, blah, 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 and go back to doing the sin literally a month or a day later or even that second later. Repent is turning away, turning your uh, away from the sin and not trying your best not to do it again, not just Oh, saying it with your heart, really in detail in your heart, saying, I repent. Like, Lord, I need help. Even though I, it's a hard time for me, I need you to help me not to do it again. He does not want anything from you but your heart. Is that too much to ask from a person? Your heart, after all he went through, the Lord is not asking you to be perfect. Because once you give the Lord your heart, he will show you that the love you have been looking for in everyone else and anything else. The empty place in your life, it feels like something is missing. It's his love, his authentic love, his unconditional love that you need. Not sex, not more money, not a car, not a man, not a woman, not a new job. Not drugs, not a new relationship, not even more self-care. It's the Lord. That void that's, that you feel right now, that you sometimes can't even sit by yourself. So you do things so you won't have to sit by yourself or the relationship that you continue to go back to that's unhealthy for you but you don't want to let it go because you don't want to be alone it's the Lord, love of the Lord now I made a list of what love isn't and what love is through my own life experiences that has awakened in me excuse me, awakened me to how I perceive love is and how the reputation of the Lord, of love by the Lord and it has changed my outlook, how I love and how I receive love. So I'm going to start off with love is not what love is not. Love is not demeaning. Love is not angry, controlling, manipulative, a liar, a cheater, a deceiver, selfish, verbal or physically abusive, prideful, unforgiving, dormant, impatient, toxic, jealousy. First, uh, or territorial homes, or now, now you probably like, I know what love's not, but when you're in the midst of being an unhealthy version of yourself, those things don't really resonate. That they're really that's not what love is. It's like, okay, I can love that person through it while they're actually suppressing all those things on you and making you diminish your self-worth in the process. Now, let me tell you what love is. Love is forgiving, meek, patient, humble, servant, kind, just trustworthy, honest, protects, compassionate, understanding, whole, and trustworthy. Now, these things, 
is based off of 1 Corinthians 13. I know I'm not I'm not trying to be in here with the Bible, but Bible is what you need to really dig deep in. It's like the blueprint of life. I heard somebody say it's a love story. It's not. It's the blueprint of life. And the blueprint of life will show you how to do things. It will shape you into the person you need to be and deepen your relationship with a with the Father because he will show you himself in the word. Now, first Corinthians, if you don't know what it is or don't remember what it is, love endures with the patient and severity. Love severity, I'm sorry. Love is kind and thoughtful. And it's not jealous or envious. Love does not brag. It's not proud or arrogant. It's not rude. It's not self-seeking. It's not provoked nor narrowly sensitive and easily angered. It does not take into account a wrong endured. Love bears all things regardless of what comes. Believes all things. Looking for the best in each one. Hope all things, remaining steadfast during difficult times, enduring all things without weakening. Love never fails, it never fades or nor ends. But as for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for the gift of special knowledge, it will pass away. Um, and that was the amplified version. But the top portion was the definition of love. Now, all of those things are actions. It's something that you do to show that person you love them, including yourself. You are patient with yourself. You're kind to yourself. You are thoughtful to yourself. You're not jealous or envious toward anybody else in reference to yourself. Comparison, that's not what you do. Do not brag. You're not you're not rude to yourself you're not self-seeking to yourself you're not easily anchored to yourself like these things reflect back to you too and all these things that I just named God is this and above and beyond now I made this list because I want you to look at your life and see what type of love have you been accepting from others as well as the type of love you've been giving to your hate yourself is it healthy love or are you a love addict love addict is one who craves love by any means necessary this type of love is toxic because this love will have you accepting and demeaning yourself worth in order to stay connected to what you think is love but it's not. It's an unhealthy attachment in order to fill a void. Love addict is a self-hate response from childhood trauma. As a result, you do not think highly of yourself. Subconsciously, sometimes you know this. And you allow others to see that. And you don't love... You allow others to see that you don't love yourself. Like don't, and you see yourself less than. This is why you let them get over on you. Now, how do I love myself in a healthy way? Think about it. How do you love yourself in a healthy way? The question is, have you first accepted the love of Christ in your life? When you soften your heart to receive the love of Christ, when you open your heart to receive the love of Christ, 
you will be able to love the way God loves. You'll be able to recognize healthy love within yourself. Loving yourself is very important because you show others how to love and treat you. I am in the process of learning to first love God and allow God to love me. That is important too. I'm sorry. I'm allowing God to show you how he loves you. It's important. And you have to allow God to love you. The reason why I am saying I'm learning is because I used to be that love love addict. Stayed in relationship when it was unhealthy for me. Tied to people that was walking all over me because of the childhood trauma that I told you about before. Proving myself to people that they just should have loved me regardless. However, other issues they have with their own is not is according to what happened to them. So it's not based off of me when I whatever I did to them. It's something that they are just implementing from all, their own trauma. Especially if they haven't allowed the Lord's love to fill them and fill them up and teach them how to love, they're not going to be able to replicate the love that they're supposed to to give to you. If they didn't do it first. So that's why I said I was a love addict. Um, because my parents didn't. I had to prove my love to my parents. And they did it subconsciously. They didn't know they were going to do it. Until I had to bring it to their attention. When I got older, this is what happened. This is how you make, it, make me feel. And sometimes you might have to have that tough conversation. With the person that made you, you know, feel some type of way. Or... You go to therapy and you realize, like, I need to go to this person and vent. Um, and not vent to really just heal by expressing what they did and how it made you feel. And if that person is not able to receive it, that's on them. That's not on you. It's just that you did your part to make a part of your life. You closed the door. And I did all that with me. <laughs> It's just, that was deep, happy for me, because I had to go to my, my parents and tell them, exactly. And that's how I started my healing journey, to being open to what went wrong by taking a step back. Now, I love to the point where I was accepting anything in order to be in the presence of a person. I had an unhealthy attachment. Remember, the definition of love is. Attachment, a personal attachment to a person. However, once I remove myself from a person or the people presence and put myself in the presence of God and allow God to truly work and pour into me and pour his love into me and to show me what love truly looks like, it has been changing the game ever since. I'm not putting up with things I'm not, I'm, that's not healthy. That's, I'm not putting up with things with people saying certain things, um, disrespecting me, none of that. Absolutely not. And you may think it's just easy. It may be easy for some of you, but not for, it was hard for me. However, I had to allow myself to return to the first love in order for him to pour that love into me, in order for me to know what it looks like, know how to receive it, receive it from him first, replicate it back, and be able to 
allow someone to love me exactly how he wants to love me. And I can right now replicate that in my children, to my mother, to my husband. And these are there's something it's not very easy. Especially if a person is operating out of trauma. But once you start learning to love yourself, learning God first, you'll know how to love a broken person. You'll learn how to see people in a different light and love how Christ loves. Because you lost on the first love of you. And that concludes the end of my episode. Learn to return back to your first love. And you know that I normally do today's affirmation, like an affirmation. However, I'm going to change that. I'm going to say the sacred promise to yourself and to God. I will return to my first love whom loves me unconditionally. Now, if you have to write it down, write it down. Or if you have to play the episode over, play it over. But the sacred promise for today or for the rest of your life, just remember this. I will return to my first love whom loves me unconditionally. Thank you for listening. Hope you are blessed. Hope to see you next time. Or hear you. Um, I like you to listen next time.